0: Hello and welcome back, and this is not your regularly scheduled program, but hopefully you guys enjoy it nonetheless. I'm doing another random segment, so I guess we will get the introduction out of the way and hop right into it. So I am Lulu, your host, you're listening to an Utter Randomness podcast, and this is an Utterly Random Segment. When I decided to do these Utter Randomly, se- Utter Randomly, Utterly Random Segments, I wasn't sure how to really do them because this is just basically any kind of news that I figured out that I, or not figured out, but that I watched throughout the week or whatever. Specifically entertainment, we're not getting into any politicalness, just entertainment type deal. But things that were happening, I think this week is just purely music that I listen to on the regular. And, um, one in specific, we're going to start with a TV show, a couple TV shows, uh, the umbrella Academy season three has been released sometime last week, the last episode for the time traveler's wife, which is on HBO max has been released. No news on a second season yet, but hopefully fingers crossed there is because it ended on such a high note. If you're a fan of. Stephen Moffat, he is the executive producer and director, I think, of The Time Traveler's Wife, and it shows, I'm a big Doctor Who fan, particularly his era of Doctor Who, and I read somewhere that he's coming back for the most recent season, I think it's season 14. I don't know too much about it, I haven't kept up with it, which is my fault, yada, yada yada, but I have, um... Read somewhere that he is coming back, which would be kind of nice. Because I really do enjoy Stephen Moffat's work. Uh, Season 4 of Westworld, I have not watched it yet. But that has come out on Sunday as well, the 26th. What else has come out? Mm, July 1st, Volume 2 of The Stranger Things 4 is coming out, which is a Friday. And I'm thinking, I think that's it for TV shows that I can pop off the top of my head because I did not write any of this down like I did everything else. Movies! So I watch this YouTube, these YouTubers, because it's a, it's a massive people called Corridor Crew, and I've watched them for quite some time. They just recently had Markiplier on there talking about his Markiplier in space uh, work, which was phenomenal if you have not seen either his A Heist with Markiplier or Markiplier in Space. Both of them are great. I highly recommend you go see them. They're they're interactive. They're really cool. And they invited Markiplier to come out and talk about his journey, I guess you can say, and his, how he decided to edit and how he decides to do the VFX for Uh, Markiplier in Space, and it's really, really neat insight if you're into the behind the scenes on how people work, how people do things, how people pick things, and it's a really interesting type of thing because it's stuff that I'm particularly interested, which is why I watch people like Corridor Crew or even Adam Savage's Tested, and I love seeing how movies are put together, how things, even movies that are considered bad, quote-unquote, I still love how directors, producers, photographers put this type of work together. It's still very fascinating. And uh, I was getting somewhere with that and I totally forgot I got derailed. Oh yes, Uh, they do this segment called uh, Good and Bad VFX where they critique uh, VFX in movies or trailers or both um, and they have people who are pretty much experts in their field, who are actively working in the field. As you hear my phone go, I promise I'm a professional. I swear to God. And they um, talk about how it would work, how they would do it, how how they don't always know how it's done when they're watching some of this is stuff, either because there's no behind the scenes BTS stuff that's out. Um, but it's still very fascinating to watch from their perspective because it's not it's, it's some of its harsh criticism but they don't say anything like outwardly bad about anything because they don't know everything like they don't know the budget or however you wish to continues on saying that and what's super interesting is that they just did a critique on Avatar the Way of Water which is Avatar 2 it comes out in December of this year of 2022 and I And as I was watching this, now, I hadn't kept up with the news surrounding the second Avatar because I just watched the trailer, thought it looked phenomenal compared to the first, which I actually saw the first in theaters, and I do remember vividly going to see it in theaters, and I thought it was beautiful. And they were talking about how people were saying that the water looked fake or some of the things looked, looked weird or too good to be CGI and that thought never really crossed my mind. When I'm watching trailers, those thoughts don't really cross my mind because you're not always looking at the finished product all the time. A lot of time trailers are, trailers are made in the midst of the movie being made or in the midst of editing and not everything is finalized. So when I watch trailers I try to keep an open mind and unfortunately trailers they tend to give a lot away. Um there's only been a handful of trailers that I've seen this coming season the last like fall and summer spring season that keep me guessing and I think the one of the ones that I was watching oh my goodness and I can't remember it's with one of the scars cards I think it's Bill <laughs> Bill scars card is in it. And I cannot remember what it's called and it kept me guessing and I'm actually super uh, intrigued by that. It's like a thriller type movie and I cannot, for the love of me, remember what it's called. But trailers give too much away sometimes and so when I watch a trailer, I keep an open mind because sometimes it isn't the finished product. Sometimes it isn't the what you see when you go into theaters or you know you can't you have to piece the bits where where the trailer comes out and a lot of time they give t- too much away but i didn't think the new avatar movie gave too much away it did keep you guessing on what the overall plot and storyline might be and it also looked like there might be some flashbacks but obviously none of that's confirmed a lot of that is theorized at the moment but I do remember watching some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that they released of, um, oh no, what's her name? She played Rose in Titanic and now I can't remember her name. Uh, it'll come to me, I promise, but she, um, released something or it was some sort of promotion release that she learned how to hold her breath for up to seven minutes. Now some of the stuff is filmed practically, obviously um and they built like these massive sets for underwater previews and underwater things and underwater CGI work so some of the stuff is filmed practically um if you're if you guys have watched the behind the scenes for Avatar 1 when they did the horses and I cannot remember what the Na'vi word for the horses or what they're called on Pandora but when they did the horses, they actually had horses on set, and they were they had the CGI dots on them. So some of it is filmed practically and overlaid. Um, a lot of this is due to so they can have accurate lighting, because if you've ever watched a bad CGI... Here we go. Avatar The Last Airbender uh, is phenomenally awful, unfortunately. Uh, the... The, the scene where it takes like 10 earthbenders to bend a single rock, there is, uh, in that same scene, a part of that same scene are firebenders. There is no cast off of light, of anything, and it looks weird, and there's a way to do that practically overlaying it so you have the right amount of light, the right amount of cast off, the right amount of shadow, so it looks grounded in the world that you're making. And this is coming from uh, my photography background. I have no background in VFX or editing or anything like that outside of just doing the podcasting. Ah, I'm dropping stuff. But uh, when you do photography, the lighting is very, very, very important. So that's where a lot of like things like practicality would come into. And to do some of the water textures, or at least some of the underwater water textures and the viscosity and the lighting, because thing, lighting underwater is phenomenally more different than lighting above on ground, on earth. Uh, the refractiveness, the reflections, the the deeper you go, the less light that actually penetrates the water. So there's a lot of things that go into having the practicality of filming underwater. Doing it practical is better than doing it CGI and just overlaying it. However, there is this one particular scene that Quarter Crew kind of picked apart, which is, I think it's Jake on top of some sort of water creature, and he is tightening up a leather strap around his hand. Um, according to them, according to their hypothesis, hypotheses and what they're interpreting as they're watching, is that all of that is done CGI. The only thing that seemed to be overlaid is Jake's character. And a lot of people, they were putting up what a lot of people were saying, which was it looked fake, the water viscosity is not right, Um, There was a lot of other things as well that was going into that. And I never really thought about when I was watching that. But as they picked it apart, what they were saying was making sense, which is CGI VFX has come so far in the 10 plus years since the last Avatar came out. The way that they explained how this is CGI VFX made a lot of sense because they were literally nitpicking at this, by the way, they weren't just overall kind of, okay, this is how this works. This is how things are done. But they were, they were very much nitpicking it apart. And they were talking about how the droplets of water were coming off Jake's hand and this leather strap and the lighting. And as a photographer, that made sense because they're like, it would be too much just to layer that with, um, with CGI. The person that they had, their guest that they had on set, and I wish I could remember his name, I wish I wrote it down, but I did not. The guest they had on set actually explained why it would not make sense and how it would actually be 10 times more difficult to overlay CGI water over real water and still have a CGI, two CGI characters, by the way, overlaid on that. Uh, how much power and processing power that would take and and just to be CGI accurate, I guess you can say, and still hold the beauty that it has in a trailer. So I actually recommend you to go to watch that they Nick, they pick apart a lot of different types of or a lot of scenes in movies and trailers and stuff like that. I highly recommend it. I think I will put a description in the box somewhere to go check that particular episode out. Um, and I also will do the Avatar The Last Airbender one that they did as well because this is just what they think and how they think they, that, um, the, the crew did it on Avatar 2, but it's still one of those things that I highly recommend checking out because if you're into that type of thing or you're looking at a trailer and it kind of looks, eh, then I do recommend you go see it because they explained why it would, why it makes sense, why it looks good. And these are people who are in their field of what they're doing, VFX, F, uh, editors, so on and so forth. Um, and I thought, honestly, I thought it was beautiful, the Avatar 2 um, trailer. And I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the music because I really enjoyed the music of the first Avatar, so I look forward to it in December. I might go actually check it out in theaters. Oh, Thor! Love and Thunder came out. Uh, reviews have been positive about it thus far, so I guess we'll see that. Um... I guess we'll hop right into music. I have a lot on music, actually. Uh, Most of it K-pop, so if you're not into K-pop, go ahead and skip this part. If you are familiar with TWICE, group member Nyon just came out with her solo debut with Pop. And it really, really surprised me, actually. I was not expecting that song to be her solo debut title track. It's it's very uh, jazz-esque. Bubbly pop type deal. It reminds me a lot of it would be like a twice B-side almost Um, It's it surprised me. She's doing really really well with that and I do highly recommend you guys check that out because if you're into to K-pop music, um, it's, it's it is a pop Pop girl crush almost it's it really surprised me to be quite honest It's a surprise hit too for her solo debut. Nyon is the first member to have a proper solo debut. Please don't quote me on that. And before I get any further, Twice is not disbanding. It's just they're, they're focusing on solo projects right now. Seems like a lot of the groups are focusing on solo projects right now. Kepler has just had their second coming, uh, coming out. I wasn't so sure about this. I had to listen to it twice. It's called Up. I had to listen to it twice. Aesthetically, it reminds me a lot of Wadada, which is, was their, um, group debut song. It aesthetically, it follows the rhythm of Wadeda. Um It is a poppy type of song. It seems like all the groups are coming out with a sort of poppy-esque song, and it could be just because it's summer. Mo- it was more girl-crush too. Also with um, Kepler, it seems like the line distribution was a lot better, so the... And they sounded unified as well. Uh, It seems like each girl had maybe a little bit more parts. It sounded more unified, in my opinion. Like I said, it it took a hot minute to really like settle in. I had to listen to it at least twice to really appreciate it. If you're into that, I do recommend it. Um, If you're into Kepler and just in general, I recommend it because they just had they just had their come out or come back, I should say. Card. Jacef is back for military service. So Card just had their comeback with Ring the Alarm, and I loved it. I am a big Card fan, actually. Um, It's very, very nice to see the four of them back together. I do highly recommend that they just did their uh, comeback. And it was really funny for their promotion. It said, we're back, and their album is called Re, R.E. And... I have not listened to their full album yet. I think their B side is "Sad Salsa." I have not listened to it quite yet. I haven't listened to their whole album yet, but I was—I think it's because I was very, very happy to have them come back, um, especially after jsf's service. So it's really, really nice to see him back. What else? Do, 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 do. Luna uh, just had their comeback as well with "Flip That," which was. Also a surprise, if I have to be quite honest. Um, I will say this: I listen to Luna casually. I'm not a fan, fan like I don't. I don't know all the members. I don't um, watch anything outside of their comebacks and maybe their B side tracks. Um, I think my favorite of Luna is still Butterfly. I think that's still my favorite of them and I think it's because it was so aesthetically different compared to what the groups were doing at the time all groups not just the girl groups or the guy groups but all groups and do I like flip that absolutely I do highly recommend it it's it's a still one it's still following the poppy phase that everybody keep, is everybody's doing and I think it's because it's summer I honestly think um, they're going with this aesthetic sound wise because it's summer let's see let's see let's see let's see let's see Aurora Yes, we're departing from K-pop real quick. Aurora, who is a Norwegian singer, um, if you've not heard her, she is a very, very ethereal type of singer, almost supernatural type. Um, You've probably have heard her songs in movies and TV shows because she's been, she's been used as a background um, singer, and a lot of that type of thing, but she just came out with a song called Storm with King Feng Wu, and there are two versions of the song, one in English and one in Mandarin, um, so I had to look some of this up because I did not know who King Fa- King Feng Wu is, and I, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, uh, if you do not know, he, they have two names, uh, which is Sing Feng Wu as well, so if you're looking, trying to look them up, that's, You try that name as well. Um, He's a part of an indie band called Soda Green. He's a vocalist, a part of this, um, a part of this group. Now, something interesting about Aurora is that she doesn't do collabs very often. Sure, she'll feature artists and stuff like that, but she doesn't do a true collab that often. And she did a collab with this individual. And once again, the song's called Storm and It reminds me a lot of her older works because some of her newer works like Cure For Me and stuff like that have departed from her normal etherealness type of aesthetic. And it reminds me a lot of her older songs like Runaway or Running With The Wolves, Queendom. Um, So I do uh, go check that out. I will be saying go check that out a lot so you can form your own opinions, but it's a very, very pretty song next 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 i think the last one actually is bts yes um bts just had their comeback with proof it's called their title track is called yet to come and they did their festa which was on the 13th and unfortunately there was a lot of twisting of words for these guys on unceremonious, unceremoniously, like a lot of media, media like to do, um, media twisted their words and said that they were actually disbanding. BTS is not disbanding. In no way or form did they say they were disbanding. They were actually taking a hope. they wanted to take a break. They wanted to take a hiatus. RM, who is the leader of BTS, um, ended up having to set the record straight and actually formally release a statement saying that they were not disbanding, that they were taking a break, and that he was incredibly upset that the media twisted their words and said that they were disbanding. They are actually focusing on solo projects. Uh, For example, Jungkook, the maknae of BTS, the youngest, actually just released something with Charlie Puth. So they're actually focusing on solo projects. V is um, doing some sort of fashion show with Blackpink, Lisa, and um, oh, I can't remember his new, whole name, but it's Bogum, and he is doing that. So each person uh, uh, is focusing on solo projects, and I'll actually get into a solo album that's coming out in a minute. Um, but I want to read something real quick. Press not only twisted their words. By the way, uh, Korea Singers Association chairman, an actual chairman has even formally requested, in a statement actually, that BTS not go on um, a hiatus or quote-unquote indefinite break because Korea's tour- tourism may suffer. This was an actual statement that was released by this chairman and the chairman further go on in the, went on in the statement as that the government revisit the mandated military laws because most of the members are coming up on 30 or just hitting 30 where they have to complete their year and a half, I think it is, of mandated military service. Um, and they're ask- And the chairman was asking for the government to revisit this mandated military laws in order to give them some form of exception so they wouldn't have to go do this year and a half break for military services. Uh, JSEF, when I said that JSEF of CAR just had their military service, the group didn't go on hiatus per se. They still did some promotions and things but it was one member short, and when we're talking of BTS, at least three to four members would have to complete their military service, and that would be Jin, Suga, RM, and J-Hope, which are all hitting anywhere between 27 and 30. They have expressed on multiple occasions that they would be honored to do their military service that this is a rite of passage for them, and a rite of passage for many men in their country. And I won't say anything more than that, because I am not Korean. But to continue doing this, saying that Korea's tourism may suffer due to one group going on hiatus, then you need to reevaluate your tourism ethics, pretty much, in my opinion, and the funding that goes into tourism. I do not think Korea's tourism is going to suffer because BTS has decided to go on a break. They deserve a break. They've been pretty much nonstop for nine years. They deserve an actual, real break. Any group that I've referred to deserves a real break because their work ethics is much different from, let's say, US singers. Um, So I honestly, it was, I think, beyond what he should have said in regards to that, but I think that's about it because I won't go into any more politicalness of that. But I will uh, go back to solo projects. As I said, Jungkook just did his sol- did a solo song with Charlie Puth. J-Hope is having his second comeback as a solo artist with um, Jack in the Box. I've only read some of what is going on with this. Actually, I'm going to pull up Weverse right now. If you don't know what Weverse is, it is a... Um, a artist type solo not solo (laughs) um sms uh, social media site um if you're not familiar with it it and you're a korean music fan wrong thing and you're a korean music fan then um they have a lot of different artists on weverse and they have txt bts sunmi dreamcatcher um atbo Hyolin, Rocket Punch, Tribe, um, Secret Number, TN- TNX, uh, Vic- Victon, A Pink. They have uh, Black Pink. They have a lot of different artists on there. If you're not just, you know, it's not just a BTS thing. Uh, but I am looking up the Jack in the Box release at the moment because even though I wrote some of the stuff down, they just made an announcement I think today that what the song will be called. For his um, solo release, um, I say, oh, do 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 do. Um, Jack in the Box. Mm-hmm. Oh, they didn't. Okay. I thought they released a song title for um, his thing, but I'm going to read this to you guys if you are a fan. Once again, you can skip all this if you don't or you're not. It says, hello, this is big hit music. We would like to provide information on the pre-order for J-Hope's solo album, Jack in the Box, scheduled for release on Friday, July 29th. Now, I'm going to say this. This is actually the first solo album release for one of the members. Um, Two of the other members, RM and Sugar, both have released um, mixtapes. And they didn't have, or actually even J-Hope, I'm sorry, three... RM, Sugar, and J-Hope have all previously released mixtapes and playlists, and none of them actually came with physical albums. They were released for free on on streaming sites like SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify. They were all released there for fans' enjoyments. Um, so J-Hope is actually the first person to have a solo album actual physical release. His last release, um, Hope World did not come with a physical album. It was free release on SoundCloud and stuff. I'm not saying that the music might not be free, but it's, also, but it's coming with an album. So Jack in a Box will be available on Weverse album and you can place your pre-order for the album beginning on Monday, June 27th, which is today. Um, on lo- online and in retail, in-person retailers, forgive me, um, pre-order dates from 11 Monday, June 27, 2022, and the album will be released on July 29th, 2022. So this is release their release date. So this is just for pre-orders. Um, it tells us where, um, pre-orders will be. And the only one that I'm familiar with is the Weaver Shop. And this, and then that's the partner, um, partner album, a partner album, I'm reading album, partner uh, site for Weverse. Um, Jack in the box will come with a card holder, one at random out of two, photo card one type, photo card B one random out of two, and a QR guide or a QR card, I should say. Oh, okay. So it looks like You will not get a physical CD with this. It looks like um, you'll get a QR card where you can download the music on Weverse, which is quite interesting. I don't think they've done this before. Yeah, I don't think they've done this Weverse album thing before, but it looks like you can do a physical... Like, actually go out and buy it. I'm not sure who the retailers might be. I wonder if Target's on here. Forgive me, it's all in Korean, and... My Korean is rusty. I do not see any retailers outside of Weaver Shop. Uh, that might be US-based. I'll have to to actually sit down and actually read this because I could read Korean, but I'm very slow in Korean and I do not have enough time to like sit here and actually figure it out. Uh, but I will, if I find out anything, like if there's YouTuber, YouTuber, <laughs> if there are US sailors like Amazon or something, because I don't see any kind of Amazon seller at the moment. Like I said, the only one that I recognize is the Weaver Shop. Um, but this is, J-Hope is actually the first one to actually have a physical album being released and I accidentally got out of it. What is the other one? I know, I I swore, I thought I said, oh, is it this one? I know the song's going to be released on July 1st. Full Tracks will be released on July 15th. Oh yeah pre-release track to be released on july 1st diverse content to show j-hope's creativity and identity as an artist will be introduced please stay tuned and we will continue to provide you with more details on the album and i think this was released on the 25th so they actually when they release this they put a little uh preface as well it says we would like to announce the release of jack in the box j hopes and i love this i'm listening to music as i'm recording this and pop which is piece uh, of peace part one which is, uh, from J-Hope's Hope World just came on. It's one of my favorites, personally. I love this song. Um, but, okay, we would like to announce the release of Jack in the Box, J-Hope's solo album. BTS has turned the page on their new chapter, throughout which the members will harmoniously carry out their group and individual activities. J-Hope will be the first member of BTS to start their new journey and release his solo album j-hope's solo album as expressed in the title of the album jack in the box represents his aspirations to break the mold and grow further which is super neat j-hope out of all the members is really really bubbly um and he has spoken on several um occasions as i'm listening to pop um that his name j-hope uh he, ho- he always, the reason he picked the name was so he could have, because he's the hope of the group pretty much. And is there anything else before I wrap it up? Um, I do have, since this will be released today as I'm recording, I do have a Spotlight Artist coming out on Friday. Uh, it will be Tool. Um, I have some other uh, Firefly Insanity. I had an article come out last Friday, and that was part one. I have part two in the works, and I think, I think that's it. Um, please consider supporting this, whether it be listening wherever you listen to your podcasting episodes on, or supporting it through. Listener, supporter here on Anchor or through Ko-Fi, Patreon, buy me a coffee. I just actually want to give a huge thanks to people who listen to this on the regular. I'm still working on some things that I'm not pleased with. For example, talking more casually, I guess is the word, Um, being a bit more comfortable. And I really do hope you guys have enjoyed the last few episodes. I've really been enjoying the last few episodes that I've been making because I have shed the reading skin, I guess you can say, because I would actually meticulously like write a script out to read and it just sounded so rehearsed and it was so kind of just ill. So, um, I'm actually in the works of mass redoing some of my earlier episodes just to redo them and be a little bit more prouder of them because my my <laughs> my first like twenty episodes I absolutely do not like. I cannot stand them i'm and I apologize to anybody who has had the who has very very who have humbled me and listened to those episodes because they 're not good um, oh 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 uh, season three of Motherland. I watched the first episode, oh my gosh. If you've not seen it, please go see it. Uh, my brain just like melted in the last few episodes or last few minutes of the episode. And episode two, I think comes out t- today, tomorrow. When was the 21st? Tuesday? Was the 21st Tuesday or Thursday? Look at my brain just like overworking here. Um, um, Tuesday comes out tomorrow. Um, If you cannot catch it as it airs, I think it's on Hulu. Uh, a f- either a few hours later or the next day. I cannot remember, but I know it is on Hulu at least by the next day after airing. Um, that's how I've been watching it because sometimes I can't watch it, actually watch it. Uh, I think ha- I have a break coming up. I will try not to do it, but I will try to pre record something. I am celebrating two birthdays a friend and my father's and my parents' anniversary. So, I'm not sure if I will be able either to pre-record the episode. I will try to pre-record an episode. That way there is no blankness. (laughs) I'll probably end up pre-recording a few episodes so I can rest and recover afterwards. Um, But I I think that's it. Yes. So I want to thank everybody sincerely for listening to this episode and listening for the full, whatever, 40 minutes I think this episode went on to. I thought this was going to be a quick episode. It was not a quick quick episode. Um, And I will talk to you guys later. Bye.